Hi there, podcast people. You just made my day. Hey, everybody, this is James Kinnison. This is episode 31 of Made My Day, the show where we focus on the little tiny wonderful things about every single day. Why do I say you just made my day at the beginning of the podcast? I do that because in case you didn't get it, some people don't get my the way I think. Um, I, I do it because I want you to know that the moment you hit play on this podcast, you made my day because you're listening. And that's that's why we do what we do. Um, I want to go through a list of things that uh, made my day. I, I actually uh, am a guy who used to, <laughs> I used to suffer with uh, depression, bipolar, anxiety, um, and, and pretty recently have apparently, you know, been free of it. But um, one of the first things I did when I started to pull out of that dark place is um, I started to look for the at least one thing in every single day that made that day worthwhile, and I even gave the, gave this uh, this advice today to someone very dear to my family, and uh, I'll be talking about that in just a little bit. But first, let's start with last Saturday, and um, before before I get started on Saturday, though, I would like to say, if you would like to share, if you ever have something wonderful that happens to you that you just think is above and beyond, why not share it? Email me, uh, mmdcast at gmail.com, um, and I will read it on the air and share it with everyone else. Okay? So this isn't just a one-way street. Saturday, I went to the gym. Um, it's the YMCA, so I don't know. I mean, it is a gym, obviously, but uh, the YMCA is better than the gym because you don't have to be a skinny, wonderful-looking person uh, to, to, to use the, the facilities there. At least you don't, you don't feel like you have to be because there are normal people there. And, um, and, and I, will, I will even go as far as to say there are some abnormal people there, uh, one of them being me. Um, I, I usually go to let my kids swim every Wednesday. But this was a trip I went up with my wife and my kids and to meet up with another family uh, to, so our kids could swim together. But I realized pretty quick everybody was swimming and I wasn't. So I went over and I got on a treadmill. And I've got, you know, uh, skateboard shoes. I don't know. They're, they're old Vans. Um, I got, I got uh, you know, loose-fitting jeans and a T-shirt. I do not, I am not ready or dressed up to, to walk, but I got me a Fitbit for Christmas and they want you to do 10,000 steps a day. And so I thought I'd get some in. Um, (laughs) so I'm on this thing and I'm feeling really dumb. That's the thing I always struggle with the most about gyms and about getting on equipment. So I always feel like everybody's watching me and I think everybody probably feels that way. And there's two types of reactions to it. One is people like me that eventually, you know, they either get over it or they quit caring. And then there's the other folks that know they're being looked at and they love it. And so they, you know, show off or whatever. 
Um, I'm, I'm not that second type. So um, to cut it short, as I'm stepping off, uh, you know, 45 minutes later, I'm stepping off the, uh, the track. I'm feeling really dumb. And I turn around because <laughs> I'm, I'm having to face everybody who's been probably watch, you know, supposedly watching me because everybody cares so much, I'm sure. Uh, and there's this old guy on an on a elliptical or something, and he's just got this massive newspaper. Okay, first of all, you're reading the newspaper. <laughs> you're thank God for people like him. They're keeping the newspapers, uh, you know, relevant, I guess, but he's just got it all over. He's just flapping it all over crap. Just, you know, his, his arms are so spread out. He's, he's basically touching the, the jaw or the cheeks of the people <laughs> next to him and, and just flapping this thing around, trying to get it straightened out so he could read it. Everybody around him has got, you know, headphones on, um, or, or a Kindle or a podcast, you know, going through and everybody's all cool. And then there's this guy and I just laughed to myself, um, not at him. Seriously. I just laughed to myself and I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't look stupid. I can't, it's impossible for me to look stupid, uh, up against that. So, um, uh, that may be a little wicked, but that's what made my day on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Um, I, what I wrote here is having a text conversation with a lady struggling with bipolar. There is a, there's a, a lady that is in our new church that I didn't realize this, but she, she's struggling. She's struggling with bipolar and depression. And I didn't know this about her, but she put something up on Facebook and she said something about she wanted to quit her job because she needed to give the kids that she works with a hundred percent and couldn't do that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I know that. I know that. Cause so I got on Facebook and I'm like, do you struggle with bipolar? Because that's exactly the same thing I told my boss about three years ago when I stepped down from my position as a children's pastor after 13 years of children's ministry, stepping down um, because I knew I couldn't be, a hundred percent for my kids in that church. And those kids deserved someone that could. And uh long story short, she, she, she said yes. And, and she didn't believe me at first because she says, I look at your family and you seem like you got it all together and everything's perfect. And I'm like, well, there you go. Um, no, I, I, uh, she actually, <laughs> she's relatively, she's not. Yeah, she is. She's new. To church, she's never actually even been to a real church. She's only been to ours, which is a home church, um, and relatively newly saved. And so she texts me and she says, "The S word? Are you Sing me, <laughs> uh, or do you really have you know this? Or have you struggled with this problem?" And I basically laid out a few things there that kind of just showed her, "No, I'm not. I'm not bull crapping you. Um, no, it's for real." And uh, so my my what made my day on Sunday um, was was having that conversation because she um, had apparently needed she went in to, to turn in her resignation at her job and the lady that that employs her said no um, I know you're just going through something so take some personal leave and then come back and that's 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 great that's awesome that's exactly what folks need when they're going through like that. Um, but no, we just, we just got to talking and, um, 
it was it was good, and I'll be adding to more of it later on. Monday, um, somehow or another, I I meant to do it at nine o'clock in the morning, right after I dropped off the kids at school, but I got to hang out with my friend David, and we didn't get together till about one forty-five, and I picked up my kids from school at three. But uh, we did do a lot in that amount of time. And one of the things that we did, we're trying to uh, buy a building, uh, possibly, to um, be a community outreach center kind of thing. And uh, so we went there and took some pictures. And it is a mess, people. It is everything that you can imagine being wrong, from the roof to the walls to the carpet to everything. It's tore up. It's it's in rough shape. Uh but I took some photos and I had to do, uh, I've never done this before, but I did some artist renderings of what it could look like once it was restored. And, um, I worked on those a lot. Um, and I, I drew well into the night. Usually I get really tired and go to bed about 11, 1130. Cause some of the medicine I, I ran out of, I, um, I didn't get tired. I couldn't go to sleep. So I ended up working on these things and um, and I'm glad I got to do that. But uh, hanging out with David's always a good thing. Eventually, I want to be able to do it, you know, every day or every day of the week, um, because he's a he's a full time you know inner city missionary slash pastor, and uh, that's that's what we came here for. But in the meantime, I do what I can when I can. On Tuesday. Um, Paul, my friend, Paul, he is a writer. He, um, he's actually been writing a movie, a screenplay, kind of a treatment, whatever they call it. Um, he's been working with some producers and a director and they're trying to put together a movie. And, um, some, there's been some hitches in it. Uh, I don't know all the details, but, Basically, it came down to they were going to give it one more shot to try to get the story knocked out right. And if they did, uh, they were going to make the movie. If they did not, it was gonna they were going to just pull the plug and, and move on. And I really, really wanted this to work for him because he has never, um, you know, written for a movie. And and how do you find another opportunity after something like that? You know, what do you do? Hi, I've never written a movie before. Um, you know, do you want to write a movie? So uh, it was it was really I, maybe that's why he came over. But he did. He came over to the house and we hung out and he got to see my basement office and uh, studio and all that. Uh, but we talked for hours just about anything and everything, you know, from writing to uh, movies, podcasting, you know, families, you know, and um, as we were about to have to part ways so I could go pick up my kids. He gets a phone call and he says, Oh, I'll, it's, it's them. That's what he says. I know who he's talking about immediately. It's them. I'll, I'll tell him to call back. I was like, no, take it. And, um, so he does. And I'm walking toward the back door. He's walking toward the front door to leave. And he just looks up at me and gives me a huge thumbs up and smile. Um, and I was like, Oh, cause you know, he, he, he they apparently, got it, you know, that time and they liked what was written and, um, things are going that way. So yeah, I was very excited about that. I love people, you know, just being creative and doing what they 
you know, whatever they can with what they have. And, uh, it's, it's just that much better too. When, um, when, when, uh, it works out, something works out, you know, <laughs> to where it'll, I don't know. A lot of my stuff doesn't always do that. Like this podcast, it's only got about 150 listeners, but I am very grateful for every single one of them. And, uh, this is not a show that's ever going to be super popular. If it did, I'd worry, if it was, I'd worry about people. Um, this is more of a therapy kind of thing for, for you and for me. And, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm happy for my, my friend Paul. And so, yay. Uh, Wednesday, I took my kids to, uh, yeah, when, when swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what we do. We go, they don't have homework or they don't have much. Uh, sometimes they don't have any on Wednesday and we have a YMCA with an indoor pool and, and here in St. Louis in the freezing stinking cold, uh, it's really cool to be able to take them swimming. So we did that afterwards. We went to, uh, Panera. Oh, I'm sorry. They don't call it Panera here. It's the same thing. They call it St. Louis bread company, St. Louis bread company, only in St. Louis and everywhere else it's Panera. Same menu, same people, same everything, same logo, just a different spelling of the word. And uh, Jen says, my wife, my wife who works with a lot of St. Louis people says they just call it Breadco, <laughs> which sounds like some sort of 70s, uh, you know, cheap place, you know, for second day, day old bread or whatever. Anyway, um, so we went to Panera and we're sitting there and I told her a joke that I had heard <laughs> on uh on, on the internet the other day and it was dumb, but I like dumb jokes, especially if they're particularly clever. So I asked her, I was like, I says, do you know what constipation is? And she goes, yeah. And I says, okay, good. So did you hear about the movie that they're making about constipation? And she goes, no. And I was like, it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> so yeah. Ow. Sorry, I just knocked something over. I wanted to do this here. Yeah, it's a bad joke, I know. But uh, it was funny, and it was awesome, and Jay didn't get it at all, and that's fine. That's what's amazing about innocence and cluelessness is it protects you <laughs> from your horrible dad. Uh, so that was fun. I made my kids laugh, or my daughter. Uh, Thursday. Um, I posted a, fo- a picture. I don't know. I, I was thinking about my friend with the bipolar and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking about something else my friend David said. And we were talking the other day and we were talking about we'd, people don't realize when they're going through um, how they're, you know, they look back on the past and they don't see that they've grown as a person. And, but, but because of the, f- constant failure that is associated with, you know, depression or bipolar, but, you know, people looking at these folks from outside, we can see growth. And so I pretty much got home and I put it on an index card and I drew out kind of what that looked like. And you just see a, a pattern where it goes up and down, you know, up and down. It's just to symbolize the way someone is feeling up and down. And then I did this huge upward slant and then I continued the pattern. So half of it was way down, the other half way up. 
And um, I wrote I wrote that. Let me just see if I can find it here real quick to to read it to you. It says, I have a friend who struggles big time with bipolar depression. She sees herself as a failure because of the up and down pattern that it makes. And it makes very hard for her to be dependable, especially to those she cares for most. The only thing is that though the up and down pattern is there, it is in a whole different level now, a whole nother place because of what she's allowed Christ to do in her life. She doesn't see it. She can't see it. So I drew a picture to help make the point. The pattern may feel the same, but she's grown so much just since my family moved to St. Louis. She keeps it real. She has a way with words. She's a fantastic mom. And even at her worst, she's better off than she's ever been. And uh, I put a picture of the thing up there. And it's just had a lot of uh, of good responses, a lot of good... Um, you know, comments and uh, I guess, I don't know, been shared at least once, <laughs> but uh, it, it ended up really uh, a f- the lady that it, I was talking about um, found it and, and um, it really ministered to her. And uh, that's, that's what it's all about. Right. So uh, the reaction of Facebook on the bipolar <laughs> Level post was uh, was what made Thursday. Um, on Friday today, um, I got some feedback um, from her on that, and um, it ended up being that uh, we I had my wife ask her over for dinner, you know, and and she come over, and this just happened. This just got over, and um, we sat there my wife and her on the couch, me on a chair and, and just told our story to her, you know, leaving out all the boring parts, but just kind of telling her, uh, because when you're depressed and, and you feel alone, especially when you're in the beginning stages of it, you feel, first of all, like it'll never end. It'll never stop. It'll never be over. You feel also very unique in that you feel like you're the only one that's going through this and you're alone and it's very comforting to find out that other people have been through it and that they are survivors and they're, 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 there's a life on the other end. And, you know, there were several times in the texting, uh, and, I, and I, when I say texting, I mean um, Facebook, back and forth on Messenger. Um, there were several times that I found myself talking to my wife and saying, Jen, you know, what, what do I say? I, you know, I don't even know what to say. What did I want to hear when I was going through it? And it's scary how easily you forget. But one thing I did know, um, is that I would have wanted someone that understood that's been through it. Didn't have that. Um, but now I get to be that for someone else. And my wife and I together, more or less. And we sat on that couch and we talked it through and talked it out. And um, and she says she left, uh, you know, um, feeling a lot better, basically. And I told her about the Made My Day concept, you know, that every day pick out one thing that, that – uh, Made that day worth living through. I told her my favorite uh, saying when you're, it's Winston Churchill reportedly said, 
when you're going through hell, keep going. And um, I told her about just the hope that I had, that I, I knew even on my worst day that there would be a day that I wasn't this bad, that there would be a day that I would laugh at something. And if I was laughing at whatever it was, maybe something my kids did, maybe something on a TV show, if that was occurring, then I knew I would not be feeling like this in that moment. And so that was something to look forward to. That weird little <laughs> formula helped me to keep going. But I think more than anything that I said, just her hearing someone else say that showering is the hardest thing in the world and saying that I'm still getting my teeth f fixed from all of the, you know, the lack of self care that I did, and, you know, especially in 2013, 2014. Um, but then also just for her to be able to see our family and, you know, the way things have gone. I, I got to say something like, you know, when I was going through the darkest parts, you know, these things come to your mind that are absolutely true, that you're, you're a burden on your family, that you're a loser or a failure, or you, you know, you couldn't keep your job. And, and, and it's hard to fight these things because, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you can't argue it. You can't say, no, I'm not a burden on my family. No, I'm not a failure for, you know, losing my job because it's it's true. But one thing I told her and something I've realized is you know those things are they are true, but they're just not as big of a deal as I thought they were then or felt or you know ex was experiencing them that at the time. Like I look back and I was a burden on my family, but not nearly the burden I thought I was. You know, does that make sense? You know, I told her that, you know, when in the dark time, you know, I, I was so upset because my daughter was in third grade. My son was just coming into first or something, and I was going to be their children's pastors, and I could never do that, you know, especially at the time. That's what I thought. Jay's in second grade now. Jenna's in fifth grade. And that used to eat my lunch, man. You would talk about anxiety attacks and panic attacks and just freaking out. That would, that would kill me. And now I, you know, I look at that and it's a reality and it's true. I'm not, you know, going to be able to have them in, in there and, and them see me do what I do, at least not so far, but it's not that big a deal because you know what? I'm a stay at home dad now and they get to see me every day and they get to hang out with me and we laugh and we play and we do stupid things like put water and, uh, what is it? Water. What they do today? Water and cornstarch. If you get it just mixed, just right. If you play with it with your hands, it's like clay dough. But the minute you let go of it, it drips down your hand like water. It's really cool. You can do it with your kids, but it gets everywhere. Uh, but it's easy to clean up. Um. So you know we're doing stuff like that and and hanging out and doing stuff better than you know more and it's more effective to see. For them to see and experience me and you know our life together, than than me just hitting them once a, once a Sunday with some scriptures, you know, 
Um, there's been countless times that kids have asked me a question and I've been able to answer them, you know, with some sort of explanation and a reference from the Bible. And I do understand I'm unique in that I've been doing kids church and, and I know how to communicate to kids and all that, but they get it exclusively now. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways that's, well, no, in every single way that's better. It's better for them to have a, a really good parent than a really good pastor. You know what I mean? So that I believe is today that gets us caught up to today. Just another couple things that I'll throw in. Um, I don't know if you know, but I do a podcast, a, a web comic. It's called Full of Win, and it's pretty fun. And you can find that at fullofwin.com. It's W-Y-N. And uh, it's a good place. Start at the beginning, if you if you can. We're 43 comic strips in, and it's been a lot of fun. I try to update it every Wednesday. That's my goal. Uh, also, if you've never heard of uh, one of my other podcast, my other podcast right now, it's called That Story Show, and it's a place where we tell funny life stories from all over the world. Uh, sometimes there are, sometimes there are listeners. We also do quizzes and you know, silly. You know, we try to lie to each other <laughs> through a story. Maybe it's a lie, maybe it's a truth kind of thing, and you have to guess. It just has a lot of fun. We had a great community. Um, of people and you can find that at uh, even if you don't like that story show even if this is your thing this one right here you can still connect with people like you at uh, on Facebook at the NL cast community uh, group it's a group on Facebook so uh, just request to join and we'll add you right in all right I'm gonna drag this any further um, again if you want to contact me you can do so uh, through various ways, but mmdcast.com is the website. You can find us in iTunes. Give us a review if you haven't yet. Um, join the Facebook group. You know, Twitter and all that is all connected uh, over there at Made My Day podcast or the uh, mmdcast.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, God bless.